Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast. This is episode number 21 with Jackie Vetrano. Uh, really appreciate her taking the time out and, uh, uh, you know, talking to me a little bit more about her story and what she geeks out about. Um, she's had a very unique journey through different uh, kind of higher ed marketing roles in different environments. So uh, really need to hear more about that. Um, she's also another great collaborator on the Connect EDU podcast network. Uh, we'll get to the other members of that uh, network here soon. So look forward to that uh, and find everything as usual that we talk about down in the show notes. Uh, let us know what you uh, think of the episode. Uh, and with that, uh, and after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 21 with Jackie Vetrano. It's an honor to have our good friends at Swiftkick be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted Best Student Leadership Program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention Higher Ed Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out at SwiftKickHQ.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Um, so you're another uh, repeat guest of mine. So I appreciate you making time for uh, my new show here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so if anybody wants a flashback, I forget when the uh, other episode was, but we will link out to um, the other episode that we did uh, together for the Student Affairs Collective podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot has changed since then. and uh, A ton. Yeah. We're now collaborators on the Connect EDU podcast network. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh once this episode posts, uh, I've had our other collaborators, or a couple of them, uh, Stephen and Josie, and I will get to everybody else eventually. Um, just work, working through everybody and scheduling. <laughs> the whole network yeah, is going to be on of, this show. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great people. I love um, it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really uh, intrigued, you know, with the work that you do and your own podcast and everything, and just curious a little bit more about what you kind of geek out about and all that. So yeah. Um, if you just want to give the quick version of your story and introduce yourself uh, and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. Um, so my name is Jackie Vetrano. I currently live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And it took me a minute because it's only been like a month that I've lived here. So I think that's the first time <laughs> I've ever had to say it out loud, I think. Um, I work at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, my title is online marketing and social media manager, but I think a better way to describe what I do is basically to be called a social media and web data analyst um, because I work as part of the social media team in central communications, but I don't have to really think about like what we're going to post on Instagram today. I get to crunch all the numbers and like really assess what what are we doing well and what can we improve on and how can we make smarter social media and web decisions? So it's been really cool. Um, how I got to where I am. Do you want like the long story? I think like it's a very long story. Well, I guess where do you the, want me to start? Yeah, from? I guess we'll, we'll get a little bit of it. Cause like, you know, I want to, you know, I want to hear about sort of like undergrad Jackie and sort of like what formative things and kind of, yeah. Like but um, cause yeah, like you kind of have your current gig at UNC, you are the creator and co-host of higher ed social. And, you know, again, we work together on the, the podcast network, but so I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of 
set you up here so you can kind of go <laughs> chronologically, I guess. So like, yeah, like start with your undergrad. Like, was there any part of that that is, you know, still resonates with you in your current work? But like, as take us from the sort of like undergrad Jackie to sort yeah. of full-time career Jackie and a couple of those oh, like man. decision points and stuff. Cause you, you know, you've done a couple of different things, but I think there has been a common <laughs> thread line through all the things yeah. that you've done, sort of like marketing and all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, undergrad Jackie was, is great. You should meet her. Um, so I went to, uh, SUNY Geneseo, which is, uh, just South of Rochester, New York, uh, had the best four years ever. I was super, super involved in a lot of stuff. I don't want to say everything because I definitely, um, had friends who were way more involved than me in different clubs, but I, I went like deep into the organizations that I was involved in, not wide. And that's not to say one is better than the other, but, um, I was very deeply involved in a handful of organizations, whereas a lot of other student leaders I feel are involved in a lot of things and maybe not necessarily as deep. Um, so I, my first semester of college, uh, kind of accidentally pledged uh, an organization called Alpha Phi Omega, which is a co-ed, uh, and at Geneseo it was non-Greek, but their uh, their main call is community service. So it was a community service organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk about that only because uh, you asked about kind of formative things. That not only really changed the person who I was in my four years at Geneseo, but has continued to impact my life um, as a professional, as a young adult, um, as I moved to Albany, New York, and um, it was an incredible experience and, and continues to be. So uh, I was a very deeply involved member of Alpha Phi Omega. Uh, and then I got into like student affairs-y type things before even realizing what student affairs was. I was a tour guide in admissions that I absolutely love doing because I love my school. Um, and I was an RA for two years and involved with um, – essentially like hall council government, um, as well. And and it, it, I really got involved in Geneseo. Um, I didn't see myself working in higher education necessarily. Uh, truthfully in my four years of college, I really enjoyed being involved in it, but I didn't think it was my future. Um, I jumped into school. I wanted to be a physics teacher. So I was a physics major. Um, but then I quickly realized that like, I liked science. I love physics, but I couldn't see myself like doing it after I graduated. It felt too academic for me. Um, so I said, you know what, I am at a liberal arts college. I'm going to take advantage of it and I'm going to take some graphic design courses because that was just kind of a hobby of mine. And, uh, at Geneseo, there was no graphic design major, so I could only kind of pick it up as a minor. So I needed some sort of major. So I just picked communications because it was like kind of close and I was like, well, this will work. It'll be fine. Um, but lo and behold, that kind of led me down the path of understanding what marketing was and the opportunities that I could have in front of me as a marketer. Cause you know, it felt, I don't know, like, you know, you don't really understand what marketing is completely or the opportunities there. So, um, through my classes, I learned all about like PR marketing, um, just general communications. Um, and so kind of, as I approached my senior year, I said, okay, I think I want to, you know, maybe go into advertising. I, I'm pretty decent at graphic design, but I don't know really what I want to do. I may as well just go get a master's degree because that, you know, will be good for, for my resume. It'll be great. So my first semester I spent, um, you know, studying for the GRE and 
really looking at grad schools. And at the same time, I was invited to a what was called a gratitude gathering. And I was basically asked to write a thank you note to a donor who contributed to a scholarship that I had won um, in my time at Geneseo. And we had to have our um, notes kind of uh, just checked over by a staff member at Geneseo before we sent them off. And, you know, in my note, I indicated that I was a communications major and I was interested in going into marketing and advertising, but I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do um, yet. And I was looking at grad school opportunities. And the person who was proofreading my card was actually the person who worked in the central communications office at Geneseo. And she oversaw uh, the content for the website as well as the social media channels. Mm-hmm. And so she looked at me and she said, hey, do you... I'm hiring an intern for this semester. Do you want an internship? And I was like, well, you know, I've got nothing else going on. Yeah, sure. Why not? So I was not planning on finding an internship that year, but I ended up interning there uh, with her. And I don't know if she's listening, but this is Laura Kenyon has changed my life completely. Um, So working with her, I learned that like working in higher ed is a thing. Um, You know, like working in marketing happens on college campuses. And I just really started to fall in love with the work that she was tasking me with, watching her um, do the the tasks that she was responsible for. So um, I started looking just to see, you know, what kind of jobs were out there, even though it was kind of early um, because it was only my first semester of my senior year. And I realized that none of these jobs were really requiring master's degrees. And so I said, why am I going to waste my time getting a master's if I can just go get a job? So I kind of like nixed my plans, even though I had already like found a couple schools I wanted to attend or apply to. I'd already taken the GRE. um, And I said, all right, I'm just going to keep chugging along in this internship, learn some more things, and then I'm going to apply for jobs in like March. Um, so all my friends around me, they were all like figuring out what they were doing. And I was like, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I have to wait until I graduate to get to like apply for these jobs. Um, so as March came, I started applying everywhere. I felt like I was back in like the college admissions process. Like I was just throwing my resume at any single school that was hiring. Um, because I was like, all right, I need to get a job like when I graduate. So let's go. So, um, I, I found several schools that were hiring uh, the, for a position that I felt I was qualified for and, you know, had a couple interviews and, um, ultimately was offered a job at Genesee Community College. Um, a couple weeks before I graduated, I was offered the job. Uh, so that was really exciting, like crossing the stage, knowing where I was going. Um, and I started up a couple of months after doing social media and web content. So pretty much exactly what I was doing, um, in my undergrad experience. And from there, I really just found that I liked higher ed. I, it was a space I was familiar with and moving from being a student working in higher ed to being a professional working in higher ed really teaches you a lot. Um, I also learned a ton more than I ever thought I would just by working at a community college after attending a four-year institution because they function very differently. Um, and I, I really did learn a lot. And so I had a great experience um, at Genesee Community College and ultimately um, got myself to Albany, New York, which was never a city I was like aspiring to live in. But um, I worked at a company called Merit Pages, uh, previously known as Read Media. And some listeners might recognize it as Merit clients. Uh, but Merit basically is a 
a tool for colleges to do a lot of things. They can distribute hometown press releases about their student successes. Those stories get aggregated into um, students' personal profiles, and all of those um, accolades basically are in one place so that a student can, when they're applying for a job right out of college like I was, you know, just say, check out my merit page. All of these are verified accomplishments by my institution um, that I did in my four years. Um, and it has all these other great modules for like admissions divisions or advancement divisions. Um, so that was really cool. It was I was working with a lot of different schools across the country from community college all the way up to huge um, four-year publics uh, and state schools. So it was it was very different. Um, but I really wanted to be back on a campus, which brought me to Skidmore College, which was in Saratoga Springs, New York, just north of Albany, where I was doing um, social media strategy and um, all of the, the good stuff that comes with it for the uh, Central Communications Office as well, and was there for about two years, and now uh, just moved to North Carolina. So Really, that's to say that my undergraduate years really did shape my professional path. I don't know if if I didn't have that internship, if I would be working in higher education um, or even in marketing the way I am now. So that is my whole story. I'm so sorry, listeners, for making you sit through that. <laughs> no, no, it's all it's all good stuff. Because yeah, I mean, there's like alternate universe Jackie out there that I mean, you took your talents elsewhere. You know, working yep. as like a marketing person for like a pharmaceutical company, you know, cause it could have been like, yeah, I'll take whatever opportunity I can get, you know, cause it could really just set you off on a very different path, especially just being like, yeah, I, you know, I want to get out there. I want to cut my teeth. I want to, you know, do mm-hmm. something that I can, you know, build off of and all that. So I think, you know, and sometimes like careers happen to people and it's like, wow, I've been working in, you know, in a certain field for like 10 years and now I'm like, Oh, I want to change. I sort of like, slept yeah. walk through it, you know, like you found something that you really felt confident and committing mm-hmm. to, you know, through those kind of formative experiences and everything. And I think something that you said I really liked is that certain people, the like very involved student that are, you know, sort of these, you know, uh, golden children, you know, just sort of like people that are uh, held up in high regard, I think do mm-hmm. a lot of things, but I think there is value. And like you said, it's like you did fewer things like more deeply, like you experienced the things that you did more deeply. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, if you're really giving a lot of thought and energy to fewer things, it's theoretically you would, you know, be better at them versus like, you know, we all just get so caught up in trying to the multitask and just mm-hmm. do so many different things. So I think that's just yeah. a little gem, you know, gem of wisdom for folks to, uh, <laughs> yes. to take on there. Yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, just explore a little bit more, you know, uh, with your current job. I know it's kind of new, but maybe like what attracted you to it? Like, what do you enjoy most about your current work now? Because I, I assume you kind of maybe sought it out for a certain reason. I guess um, something else, maybe if you want to include that's sort of in your world right now. I know you are finally pursuing your master's, uh, sort of circling yes. back. Oh, right. Uh, I am uh, doing that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe how those things like interplay, because that's sort of like what your current world is now is like you're in the classroom, you're... Uh, in your job. And I know sometimes there's a lot of hopefully good sort of symbiosis going on. Um, so like your current world right now, we've kind of gone chronologically. Yeah. You know, like what do you enjoy most about kind of where you are right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't believe I momentarily forgot that I am a student. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So right now, I guess what brought me here was really wanting to be in a new space. Um, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. 
I went to school in New York. I moved across the state professionally in New York. And it's not to say that New York isn't a great state, but I felt like I needed to just experience somewhere new. And granted, like New York to North Carolina is for some people like not a big jump. For me, it is, you know, I, like I said, never been out of the state before. Um, and so this is an area that I was excited to move to. So part of the reason why I sought out this position truly was the location. Um, but really, I, I kind of had like, almost run the docket of like types of institutions to work at. Um, not to say that the only types are community college, private and public, but I had worked at a community college. I attended a smaller state school. Um, I worked at a private small liberal arts college and UNC is obviously none of those things. It is very, very different. Um, so I was kind of nervous and excited to explore, what opportunities UNC would hold for me um, professionally. And this position specifically, I was really excited about because in my old positions doing social media, I was always a team of one. I was always the one person that had to think of strategy. I had to do daily posting. I had to do daily monitoring. I had to come up with the content calendar along with all other duties as assigned, which didn't leave me much time to actually look at the numbers and look at data. And that's actually what I really like. Um, and so this role, there are three other people on my team who are focused on crafting the content every single day. And that's not to say that I don't get to be creative and offer suggestions on how we should do something or, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we did a Facebook Live about this? But my main role on this team is to look at the data and not to craft the content. So I'm actually very excited about it. I don't know too many people like me on other campuses, which if you are one of those people, please connect with me because I would love to talk to you about what you do. Um, and so it's it's a new adventure for me. Um, in regards to my master's program, yes, I um, ultimately did decide to get a master's degree despite you know, undergrads, Jackie's decision a long time ago. Um, so right now I'm enrolled in the, um, integrated marketing communications program at Georgetown university. Um, it's completely online. Some people still don't get it. They're like, wow, that's quite a commute. I'm like, yep, I don't do that. I commute to my couch and that's where I do my work. Um, so yep, it's a hundred percent online and is a two year program. So it is a little bit, I don't want to say longer. Some, most are two year part-time programs. I know a lot that are one year. Um, but it is giving me a really interesting look at marketing, um, because my undergraduate degree is actually in communications and the focus, I guess you could say, or the track that my communications degree set me on was actually called, um, media and journalism which definitely had much more of a PR and journalism slant as it did a marketing slant. So um, this is really the first time that I've been academically learning about marketing instead of just learning on my own. Um, so I'm excited to see like future courses like this summer. Um, my course is actually going to be about data and analysis and presenting data and all of those things, which applies directly to what I'm doing here. So um, pretty excited about it. It's been it's been a very interesting ride, but I'm sure anyone who is working full time and earning a master's part time will agree with me that it is um, draining, <laughs> I guess would be the word. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's something that yeah just adds that other variable of something else you have to kind of juggle and keep in the air and all that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it sounds cool because yeah, I mean, just throughout your different experiences, you've 
sort of like, you know, like Goldilocks your way through the complex industry of higher ed of working at all these different types of campuses and even like a yeah. private, you know, like a private company and everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, just through everything, I'm sure eventually just because you've gotten these diverse experiences, it's going to serve you by integrating those, or you might be like, you know what, what's really great working at blank, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe I'll go back there, but I've had such an understanding of the landscape and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the, yeah, know, just kind of the winding path that I think is uh, kind of indicative of, uh, you know, kind of the current uh, pathways that folks go through. But um, sure. yeah, so yeah, we'll definitely, you know, folks can connect with you um, in the show notes. We'll have your Twitter. Um, but yeah, just moving on from all that. Uh, so personally, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I know um, maybe the, <laughs> to me, like, uh, like, uh, a cue of sort of your, I think maybe that's why I, I uh, you know, enjoy talking to you. You're like, you're just a cool, good person uh, that I enjoy talking to, um, you know, being like a physics major, like that's what you like wanted to do. Like, I think that's like an internal nerdiness, like geekiness that's in there. Like, I'm just like, so to be like, I want to study physics. It's like Math is so know, cool. Science right? is so yeah. cool. Like I wish I, had the patience sometimes for math and physics. I like don't, but yeah, no, it was, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I still do. Um, but I didn't see myself making it my profession. Right. Well, yeah, like you said, it's a very academic, you know, it's mm-hmm. sort of like a loaded term, I guess, but like, you know, yeah, like a very academic discipline, but I guess, you know, yeah, maybe now it's just sort of like a hobby for you. Like, is that something personally that you just geek out about or you know just anything that you can think of that are things that you really enjoy and maybe stuff that's you know that you've discovered recently or always been into um yeah just kind of explore the the things that you geek out about well I can't say that I'm like doing like physics problems like in my free time but um yeah I think I think my like like math mind and that's why I think like going back to the data, like it, my math mind takes me over to wanting logic and order. And like, I mean, you know, how many in, in higher education, how many of us have taken a thousand million personality tests when it's like, I knew this about myself, but come on. Um, but I'm always the personality type that is one, very outspoken two like the natural leader three, incredibly stubborn, and four, the one that really likes logic and the one that really likes lists um, and deadlines and those types of things. So um, whatever, you know, metric you use to measure your personality, that's where I always fall. Um, And I think that's why I like things like math and physics um, and basically all science so much is because they have rules and they have logic and this is the way it happens. Whereas on the creative side, which of course I enjoy doing, that's not always the case. Like you, you don't have rules necessarily that you follow and, you know, things are always moving and changing. So in regards to like being geek, like to geek out about something in, in it for data, like if you go onto my blog, most things have graphs and charts, um, which is why I'm really excited about this job here at UNC because I just make graphs and charts all day. Super fun. Me and Excel are best friends. Um, I was also a, I picked up a computer science minor in college. That's something I forgot to talk about, like all math and all science and all logic. Um, and so I, I love doing that kind of stuff, but I guess like pseudo professionally, I, uh, uh, at no surprise have really gotten into podcasting, um, listening, talking about talking on, um, 
I I just really enjoy it. It's something I I don't even remember kind of why I got into it in the first place, but I know that when I was training for my first half marathon, I started listening to podcasts because it was kind of right around the time that they started to become a thing. Um, I have distinct memories of like running nine miles listening to Freakonomics. And um, I just kind of kept like saying like, oh, I really want to do this. Like I want to have my own podcast. And at the time I was kind of running my own blog about just like, being like moving from undergrad into a professional role at like age 22, 23. And I said, you know, do I do that and podcast about it? Do I podcast with somebody? I don't even know how to podcast. And that actually is what led to like the creation of higher ed social, um, three years ago, a little over three years ago. Um, because I was expressing this to my now co-host Logan Bishop and he's like, well, I know how to do audio. I know how to host a podcast. Let's, you know, let's do it. Um, And so it was born and it's been three years now and like 25,000 downloads later, which is pretty awesome. Um, we, uh, we have a great show and that's how I met you. So that's a big win. And other, I have like over a hundred new friends thanks to this show and it started and I, I say it's like a pseudo professional geekdom because it had also crocked crossed into my professional life because when I had just started at Skidmore, you know, my boss took notice of my podcast and said, I want to do a Skidmore podcast. What do we do? And looked at me like I'm the expert. And I was like, I don't I've only been doing this for like a year. But we launched This is Skidmore um, like three or four months after I started there. And now it's like over two years going, even though I'm gone. It still still lives on, I believe. Um And that was like the coolest thing, like to be one of the few, in my opinion, uh, higher ed institutions that really used a podcast as more than just a way to distribute class material. Um, A lot of schools just recorded lectures, and I I don't mean to say just like it's the wrong thing to do, but they use the podcast medium to record professors' lectures that could be listened to later, which is obviously what it was built to do. It was built to just play audio. Um, but the way that podcasting has moved and, you know, we're, we're talking on one right now, they've become more conversational and more, you know, thoughtful, um, than just listening to something that's getting regurgitated, um, like a lecture. So I kind of have become this like higher ed podcast person. And so I thought it was a natural fit to develop, um, connect edu, the first network for podcasting in higher ed. Um, so it now has five shows, this included, but um, five shows that are all about different silos within higher ed in the effort for basically everyone that works in higher ed to just learn something about another part of their institution or another person or another college. You know, like it, the, the possibilities really are endless when I started thinking about this. And um, yeah, and this has all happened in the last, couple months we we developed the network and um it's it's something that if I were to go back in time and tell undergraduate Jackie like yeah by the way like you're gonna be a podcast host and producer of multiple shows I would be like what are you talking about like that first of all I probably wouldn't even know what a podcast was because I don't know when they became popular um but secondly like I would have been like no that's not I don't that's not interesting to me like I don't want to do that but um yeah it has it's been like 
the thing that I go to, like to kind of, I think people go to their geekdom area, whatever it may be to like get out of their own head or, you know, get away from a stressful situation. And, um, I have just had been fortunate enough to find new people and, and find this new medium that it lets me do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Just like you're saying, like, sort of segues to my next question of like, you know, so the, how these uh, hobbies and interests have positively contributed to your life. Like it's allowed you to distinguish yourself and be known for something that, you know, I always say like, you know, I get as much out of the episodes as I hope the listeners do um, just because, you know, connecting with people, building a network and, you know, I'm obviously, you know, sort of absorbing all of the goodness uh, through the conversation mm-hmm. and putting it out into the world. But um yeah, I think there, you know, and I appreciate you inviting me to be part of the network because, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree that there's so much potential there. And, you know, up until this point, you know, there have been some shows and have kind of like started and stopped. And, you know, maybe the, uh, the content has just sort of been an afterthought of like some other, you know, yeah, like lecture or talk or whatever. And then they just sort of like dump the audio and it's not as high quality or as engaging mm-hmm. as it could be and um, not representing, you know, diverse viewpoints and topics and that sort of thing. But, um, so yeah, I really look forward to kind of building this out and growing it and helping to reach, um, uh, new people. Cause I mean, yeah, I don't expect that every human being on earth will listen to podcasts maybe, but like there's still, I so expect much, them to, yeah, but... like, there's, there's still <laughs> so much like room to grow even now. Like it's just growing every mm-hmm. year. And even if it doesn't get to a point where every human being on earth listens to podcasts, I think it will be a very, again, that idea of like a very deep engagement with, the thing, you know, or the shows and stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, yeah, it's just really interesting to see the, the medium evolve and, um, yeah, I'm excited to be a part of it. I, you know, I, I just love podcasts yeah. as well. I'm just talking about talking and all that, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it really was, fun to do. Yeah. It was funny. I was, I forgot who I was talking to. Um, but they asked me, Oh, it was a, a new, we just had a new employee. So I'm no longer the newest person in my office. Then that only took three weeks. Um, and he asked me what kind of music I listened to. And I, I had to stop and think about that because I realized I haven't listened to music. I don't think since I've moved to North Carolina. So like nearly a month because all I've been doing in the car when I'm like getting ready in the morning, I've just been listening to podcasts and I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Um, but I don't really like have a favorite band necessarily, but I have some great podcasts that I like listening to. Um, so I don't know. I think it's kind of like whatever floats your boat, but I've been, uh, really invested in a lot of great shows and I'm getting to the point where I'm like oversubscribed, which really stresses me out because I don't like having too many like unlistened shows in my queue. And right now I have like, I think like 15, um, which is really, and one of them is actually, your most recent high rate geek episode. Um, so <laughs> come on, Jackie, come on. Sorry. It's I'm only a day behind. Right, so no. it's, I'm not came that. Out, yeah. I'm not As that recording, it came out a day ago. So we'll give her, <laughs> give her a break. Yes. I'm only a day behind the recording one. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm just like, I don't know. I'm always looking for recommendations of stuff to listen to. And I've definitely realized that there is a genre that I, I like better than others. And I didn't realize that that would be the case, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess anything maybe just like really quick that you can think of, like other than the things that we've already mentioned about how the things that you're into and that you geek out about have like contributed to your life, like any sort of maybe like 
habits that you've changed or people that you've met through like, you know, doing your own show or interviewing people or just like, you know, connecting on shared interests, like anything, any sort of morsel that you can share about how your hobbies have possibly contributed to your life? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, podcasting has been great. Logan and I joke all the time that, um, you know, we have a hundred new friends and that's actually true. I mean, even though some of these folks we talk to one time and then we say like, Hey, that you like, thanks so much for the show. And like, we appreciate you. There's still like folks I'm connected with. Like I'm now connected with people in pretty much nearly every single state in the United States. Um, as well as one person in Australia. Um, but really the other like habit, I guess, which is totally not related to podcasting other than I listen to them is, um, I always fall in and out of it, but it's running and, running has changed my whole person physically, um, literally like changing the way my body looks. Um, but it's also, it's given me like goals outside of professional goals pretty much for the first time in my life. Um, I was like an athlete quote in high school. Um, but I was not, but I was a bowler, which people don't consider a sport. Mm fight me on that. I will fight you. <laughs> Bowling is a sport. Right. Um, and I was really good. And like my mom, will, my mom will agree because I know she's listening. I was really good um, at bowling and it was something I was so passionate about. But then when I got to college, I stopped bowling. And so I didn't have like that personal thing that I really enjoyed doing that also pushed me to be better at that thing. Um, and so it wasn't until a couple years after college that I started running and it um, it really did change me. And I can't say that I like running. I don't know who does. I mean, go you. Um, I don't like doing it, but at the same time, I don't like it when I stop doing it. I always say like, I got to get back into this. So that has built like a great community that I've been a part of. It's allowed me to succeed. Like I said, in ways that aren't just professional, you know, I've run three half marathons, those medals hang on my wall. Like they remind me of all of the times that I've had to push through things and, just remind myself because it's it's easy for people to get down on themselves and say like I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough for this thing I don't deserve that thing and those are reminders that like yeah I was good enough in that moment like look at what you did Jackie um and so I kind of I guess my like floating piece of advice and wisdom that I've learned is like if you can find some sort of physical thing that will remind you of that moment you pushed through or of that moment that you really did succeed personally or professionally, but personally keep it around you because that has, has done wonders for me when I feel like I'm not good enough or I need to be better at something. Yeah. I feel like I need, uh, <laughs> I need something <laughs> like that. Cause I think it, I'm literally sitting and looking at like degrees that I've earned and like other like well wishes and like little artifacts from, you know, like things people have given me or, you know, just different things. And I'm just like, you know, I'll definitely struggle. Yeah. With that thing. I'm just like, like, I'm not capable of doing anything. Well, mm -hmm. you know, like I can't do anything <laughs> good. Like, yeah. Like, nope. like, yeah. If you like have these things, especially if it's something, I guess like that of like running, like you said, it's like, like I don't particularly enjoy it, but I like, you know, the discipline and the commitment and the diligence, you know, and then you achieve something that you, you mm -hmm. know, believe that you never had the capacity to do you know, versus certain things where like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've always been good at school. It's not a big deal. Whatever. It's like, yeah, I mean, I have a master's of education. Not a lot of people have that. And, you know, just be proud of right. the things that you are able to do. And especially mm -hmm. the ones that, you know, like running for you that, you know, you committed to and have achieved. And, you know, that can just be a throughway for you to, 
you know, continue to build on that and always, you know, throw up a new metal on your wall kind of thing. If it's like, you know, you know, if it feels right. And I think at a certain point, you know, if you force the point too hard, you might, you know, uh, like resent it or something, but it's yeah. like, it seems like it kind of ebbs and flows into your life. Maybe like when you need it or, you know, when there is room for it. Um, mm-hmm. so that's, uh, yeah, that's really cool and perfect, mm-hmm. perfect little kind of capturing of uh, <laughs> your hobby positively contributing to your life, obviously, like on a mental, emotional level, but also, like you said, on a physical level. Um, yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, you said like an avid podcast listener, uh, you know, kind of deep yes. cue uh, there waiting for you. But um, so I guess if it is just podcasts that you maybe want to um, give a shout out to or just anything that you're reading, watching, listening to um, that we can include in the show notes. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, any podcast on the Connect EDU network, which can be found at connectedu.network, or you can go on Twitter at connectedupod, and we tweet about all the shows all the time. They're great. Um, but my current, uh, I will say, like, big, huge crush when it comes to podcast uh, is anything that the McElroy brothers produce. Um, so specifically my brother, my brother and me and adventure zone. And I am always willing to talk about those podcasts with folks. Um, there are also a million other great podcasts I'm listening to, but I'll keep it at those. If you're a marketer, I will say, um, ad weeks. Uh, yeah, that's probably an ad is very good. Um, and then things that I'm watching, because the only thing I read lately are textbooks, so <laughs> I'll leave that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, I am a big, and I guess this is my other geek thing, I really love like bad reality television mm-hmm. um, because I can put it on when I'm doing work and I don't really need to focus that badly on it. Um, so again, The Bachelor can talk to anyone about it tangentially going back to podcasts if you listen to here to make friends if you're a if you're a bachelor fan definitely listen to that podcast um but i love reality television i think i'm one of probably like two people that still watch survivor um and so yeah it's uh that's kind of my geekdom and then really it's just you know whatever whatever my cat wants to watch on tv that's what we watch (laughs) grabs their attention yeah yeah she controls the remote and i get i get the podcast so yeah i I do have to say i mean on the reality tv thing i'm like the one of two people that watches survivor that that has to not be true and i hope it like i hope it is not true because it's on like season like 72 or something yeah like and i'm however many people have to watch it i guess have watched it forever and they're just like keep printing more just keep doing like i don't know now it's in this place and like yep I have, a theory, I, I have a theory and I feel like I need to like put it on this show so that it's like time capsuled with a timestamp. My theory is that Jeff Probst is either dead or has retired from Survivor a long time ago. And all of the Jeff Probst that you're seeing in these current seasons is actually just CGI'd from previous seasons because he's always wearing the same color shirt and he has not aged, like has not aged. So I'm pretty sure that he is CGI'd in. So when you hear it in 10 years, you heard it here first. Jeff Probst is CGI'd into Survivor. Right. It's like, it's like, has anybody ever seen him touch anybody on that show? That's the, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And he like, granted, he puts the, the only time he kind of does it is when he puts the immunity necklace on someone or takes it off. But that could very, very easily be someone in like one of those green screen costumes where they wear all green and then they just CGI Jeff in. Like, I mean, that's how they do group, you know, so it's, you know, it's possible we have that technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. My next. Yeah. yeah. The same thing. Yeah. Like they could have all like filmed it in like one year and it's just like, all right, we can like, 
we do all these different shows that'll last like decades and we just filmed it all in like one That's year. That's why they all have bad 90s haircuts. It makes sense now. I get it. I can't believe it. Yeah, it blows my mind. Um, so yeah, Survivor and... Um, I think yeah, my, yeah. if I ever have time after I graduate, my next, uh, I want to create like a reality show podcast, even though there's like a million out there. <laughs> um, but I think it'll just be about my bad Jeff Probst's CGI'd Survivor theory. <laughs> right. I, I guess, yeah, I don't know, like... The one the things that I like is like the ones that revisit shows like Gilmore Guys or like I haven't listened to it, but I just love those ones that are premise of just like, yeah, let's go back to the show that was on like 20 years ago and just watch it again yep. and be like, what the hell is going on in this show? There um, is one and I don't it's I don't remember what it's called, but I know there's one like that about The Simpsons, which I don't know if I could handle, but yeah. that is out there. Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll link out to, uh, to all that stuff. Um, can't say that I'm a you know, huge purveyor of reality shows, but, you know, sort of get it. Um, <laughs> just try it. Just try one. Yeah. It's worth it. It's like fast food TV. I feel like that's what I sort of yes. think of Yes. Yeah. That's a great way to describe uh, it. And I love fast food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it has its place in moderation, you know, I guess. Because uh, yeah. somebody were to like be like, you know what? Let me catch up on every season of The Bachelor in like a couple of months and be like, no. <laughs> no, it might be worth it. It, it might yeah. be worth it. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. I guess you'll have to have me back and we can talk about my love of food and my love of reality television because that's kind of those are the other things I love yeah that's uh, yeah, part two um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I guess then we'll wrap up here on the optimistic note that I like to uh, end things on um, so what is something or things that you are looking forward to um, in your job life and or the world I think I am most looking forward to this whole first year in this job. And I know that's kind of like a, a cop out of an answer, but I think the first year when you're in a higher education, when you're in a job in higher ed, no matter what division, the first year is the like, whoa, like, let me figure this out kind of year. And then you get to like own it in your second year. So I'm kind of excited to, I don't want to say like get through, like it's going to be bad, but I'm excited to see it all first and then be able to really go in my second year and like know what's coming and especially because I'm in such a new environment um I'm really excited to like learn all about it like I'm learning all these things about North Carolina like that if it snows less than a quarter of an inch they will probably close everything down so I I'm just learning it's great yeah yeah the first year you know I see everything once yeah it's uh I guess that kind of the prolonged honeymoon phase and I feel like I struggle after like doing it all and be like, all right, I've got this down. And it's like, what's next? It's like, I mean, no, I can just be that for a little while if you want to just like. Yeah, to, we're good. You know, yeah. I'm good hanging here. I'm good. Yeah, like relax and hang out. But I'm just like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like what's next? You know, because it's, if it doesn't feel like a challenge, which like sometimes I end up to just like, you know, click my brain into a different mode. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great thing to to look forward to. <laughs> I would hope it not be the, the opposite of just like, you know, uh, it's like you are looking forward to, you know, the rest of this year. So that is, that is good. Yes. In um, a positive way. Not like, oh, I want to get this over with. <laughs> like, yeah. not like that. Um, no, yeah. I mean, that's great. And just like, yeah, I mean, for me, I've hopped around a little bit. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, just absorb like the unique parts of that area. And, you know, just kind of take full advantage of, uh, you know, meeting new people, doing new things. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it like, helps you to figure out like what it is that you do want. And, you know, uh, I think, yeah, for me, it's like, this is the first time I've lived in kind of a city proper uh, in Baltimore. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, I think this is sort of like where I'd feel best, you know, settled in compared yeah. to the other places I've been. But, um, 
so yeah, I'm sure that's going to be quite the uh, quite the year for you. And uh, uh, yeah, maybe we'll have you on closer to the tail end of the year or after your one year anniversary <laughs> to do part two here. There we go. But, um, yes. Yeah, just really appreciate your time and uh, really good talking to you as always. And you know, we got everything that we talked about in the show notes. So um, sounds yeah, good. I know I will talk to you again here soon. And uh, yeah, just have a good rest of your night. Thanks, Dustin. This podcast is a proud member of the Connect EDU podcast network, bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek podcast.